Now, because of the privacy, pricing, timing of the market, hype of the market, uh, programmatability of programmatic ad units, that these momentums like 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 Lego bricks, and now is I think perfect momentum for the brands to experiment and talk more about it. Although they were afraid of a couple of years ago. How do you bring hundreds of billions of dollars of brand marketing to mobile games? Hello and welcome to Growth Masterminds. My name is John Katsir. There's been sort of this kind of sad joke about mobile game monetization over the last few years. In order to monetize your game, you advertise other games. That funds your own user acquisition budget, which mostly gets spent in yet other games. And the dollars just go on a merry-go-round, round and round and round. We're starting to see more brands advertise in mobile games now, but it's not huge. If you look at the data from 2022, the world's hundreds biggest advertisers spent $347 billion. Talking last year, last year of a pandemic or coming out of it, not much of that hit mobile games, despite the fact that almost 4 billion people play games worldwide. So can game publishers access those billions? Maybe a new kind of ad network can help. Today, we're chatting with Andres Merkulovs, CEO of Monetizer, about how to get to those big brand dollars. Welcome, Andres. Awesome introduction. Yeah, massive market numbers. Let's talk about it. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> Excellent. having me. Excellent. So pumped to have you. A couple caveats uh, right off the top. I might have some uh, jackhammering going on in my house. I have some workers in my house. So if we hear some noise, that's what's going on. I'll try and uh, get rid of it as much as possible. Second, if you're watching the video, you do notice I've got some war wounds here. I'm blaming my wife. She's trying to collect the insurance. Uh, yeah, you know, cars with these automatic door closers. Uh, the, the, we're, we're loading stuff, some, some stuff in the trunk. She pushes a button. I start to rearrange it. Boom! That did not feel good. So hopefully, I have, you know, I'm, I'm all here still, and I can have a good interview. Thank you so much for taking the time. Let's start big picture. What's the opportunity for games in brand advertising? Oh. As the privacy shifts, this all the frontier and of the news, everyone I think from publisher space in the publisher space are looking to diversify revenue streams. What was been previously, and I think everyone's in free to play and and, and casual hybrid casual space are looking to diversify those revenue streams. So think about like how many games you know you have played, all the uh, listeners has played. And what's available on the market, and everyone's quite open-minded about this opportunity. So, these three billion users—that's reachable. Our brands reaching mm. that audience today? No, hell no. And like television, like uh, outdoor spot, like radio—that's above the line media. But gaming is not the not the media channel for the brands. Like no, it's like tactic. So I think that's that's the big opportunity. Like. While audiences in television was in television. Good morning. No, so that's that's the big news that brands have to switch this mindset is that, hey, audience is not there anymore. Dollars mm -hmm. are st still there. So this redistribution has to happen. And I think we're publishers live in an excellent momentum in the timing. And the next couple of years will help, will bring more ad dollars into the field. And, and yeah, happy to dive into that. So there's all these gamers out there, billions of gamers, and absolutely, hey, the brands want to reach them. They haven't reached them by and large in games. Why is that? Why has it been hard? What have the blockers been? 
Oh, so if we think about uh, Monetize uh, has amazing advisors who launched brand ads in Activision Blizzard back in the day. So we've heard these stories from, from people who also invested in us that, hey, we we talked with the brands. That's an old, old idea to bring brands into the games. But the problems from like early days when in, uh, desktop games, consoles was just hard integration. That's very slow. One year to make integration slow. Nobody wants to do that. Okay. Now, then it's called sponsorship. Then it's esports sponsorship. How can you can measure the return on ad spend? So also very difficult for that to happen. So all these shifts are slowing happening, but through when the app uh, apps were available and games were available, we know why performance advertisers used advertisements and games because you can measure everything through inside out attribution. Hey, the, the perfect media for that. And where is the consumer packaged goods company? You can buy uh, a toilet paper, but how can you measure all the cycle of buying? So it's very, very difficult. But now, since the market the privacy wave is, is coming here, so CPMs might go down in the market. So game publishers are aware of that. So they're looking for what, what, what else, who else can bring ad dollars into the play. And now, as COVID also said, hey, here's another wave. Let's remember about how big, how, how big was gaming. Let's look at that opportunity. And now, because of the uh, privacy, pricing, timing of the market, hype of the market, uh, programmatability of programmatic ad units, that these momentums like 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 Lego bricks and now is, I think, perfect momentum for the brands to experiment and talk more about it, although they were afraid of a couple of years ago. So I think these are market big shifts and dynamics. Behind the scenes, what also happens is that, you know, these basic ad units in the gaming where banner, interstitial, rewarded video, so not a lot of opportunity for brand to tell authentic story if you if if, if you know what i mean it's like if if i'm a coca-cola or, or gillette or any well-known consumer packaged good brands it's not just like video and interstitial these brands think beyond interrupting gamers like they think about how to authentically tell the story and it's very difficult to do that in first of all 15 seconds but if you interrupt the game flow this these mechanics we're not uh, playing an, uh, to advantage to the brand. So they were playing in highly saturated market, competing for CPMs, and effectiveness was not able to reach. So multiply that. And now I think all these start to crumble and then shows bigger opportunities for the brands to, to measure the effectiveness. So so I think that's why. Uh, but I, I, I'm i not sure if I'm not convinced yet if, if it's happening. So we see the trend, but uh, let's let's see the trend when all the companies in ad tech space will double the revenues every every month. <laughs> that would be quite a trend. That would be quite interesting. So you're talking about this shift in privacy and talking about the shift in data that can come out of advertising. IDFA, we know about GAD, we know about SCAN, we know about privacy sandbox is coming. That's been a core driver for you that brands can come and access this space. It is still a bit shocking that they haven't jumped in yet already because you've got these billions and billions of gamers. You've got these, it's got to be trillions of hours globally spent here. This is an Crazy. amazing yep. concentration of people. Uh, 
but it has been a bit different, right? Um, you, you've got uh, a few million here. You've got a few hundred thousand there in that game. You've got 10 million there. And so it's been a bit different for them to access. Has that also been a bit of a challenge? I mean, Mass- it's been a while yeah. since it... Go ahead. Yeah, so I think there's beyond this, this market dynamic and market uh, uh, challenges, there's also ad unit uh, challenges. Like think about like what you just said. Oh, I'm a big brand spending more than a billion dollars. Okay, let me think about, let's do gaming 2024. What should we do? Where should they go? Of course, there are multiple ad networks, which to pick. There's desktop, console, mid-core, casual, hyper, like then tens of millions of games, which to choose? Oh, let's do so-and-so game, right? Like these are top of the app store, but you do one-off deals. Roblox, let's be there. Fortnite, let's be... It's not the strategy. This is mess in your head. So for the brand manager, it's uh, I think the fragmentation of the market is massive, and that ha- that has played a significant role for making or not making the decision. Maybe some of them tried to strategic partnership. Let's do. I, I love Chipotle by the way. So I've seen Chipotle in Roblox, but how have they have that played out to that that fullest potential? Can Chipotle brand managers and I haven't spoken to them. Can they say, was that effective? Did it brought return on ad spend for us as a brand? Can we launch a case study, go to Can Lions present? This is the huge success. I don't know about it. So therefore, nobody talks about it. So the measurement is not there. So fragmentation of asset, uh, of, of the gaming itself. And second one is fragmentation of asset classes. And that's, I think, maybe what our, our hypothesis here, uh, looking forward to, uh, to prove it, uh, is that, We've seen that interstitials or worded videos work as a silo ad units. So if as a, I'm a brand, I want, I want to distribute my message throughout the media, gaming as a media channel. I would put a video placement and that's it. So if you put the placement, you, you don't have any history before or uh, future conversation to build on. So it's, it's one dr- uh, drop. What the brands, who we work with, what they talk to us and said to us is that with monetizers, they can create this authentic story because of multiple touch points. So that's why we, we create this multiple touch point campaigns that allow, first of all, collect data uh, about the users, who they are, survey, pre-survey them, understand the behaviors, dynamics, motivations, and then tinker towards that. And that's first of all, just collecting the data, then targeting, retargeting on that, and then launching. You know, we want re-engage with the users. Here's mini game. Hey, we want to, we have an ad video unit. Let's distribute that. So playable with mini game, with survey, with that. All these components is that allows brand to to every single brand to pick what they want to go after, whether or not awareness campaign, engagement campaign, or conversion campaign. So think about marketing funnel, and that's this 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 builder these blocks. That's the uh, fragmentation of asset uh, 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 asset units. Is, is, is what, what did not allow brands to do that at scale. And if you ask now, now brands are launching these uh, tests within gaming. And as more programmatic it becomes, the more adoption will, will be in the market. So look, fast forward to that, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to head back to something you said right at the beginning of that bit. And that was about Can Lion and uh, how many dollars are spent on advertising or marketing campaigns solely with can I bring this to Ken? <laughs> can I yeah. do this at Ken? Will this be a big story at Ken? So that's an interesting one. 
you open the gate door here. Talk about the solution. You mentioned a few things there. I've seen some interesting ad units that you've got. One of the ad units you've got is actually a lead gen form in, in some sense. Talk about what brands are doing with the units that you have, how they differ, and, and how that's making it better for games to access brand money like this. Yeah. On, on a higher level, so how monetizer works, we have SDK. We work with top mobile game publishers from, from Voodoo to Tap Nation and others. So they give us this user inventory. So we partner with them and they give us the feedback, how the product should be built, how to in, in, increase user engagement within their audience. So that's one way to receive the feedback, but that's that's a critical component of that. When we have how SDK into the game, we can launch either direct deals or launch programmatic deals. In both cases, what we have is inventory. And for what we need before the brand launches the campaign, we need to understand what are the dynamics, what's the objective of the brand. Let's say it's engagement or let's say it's legion, right? Like you propose. Then the brand has this building blocks. Think about like any Pardot allows B2B account-based marketing or build up Legion campaigns or Facebook, you can build various types of campaigns. These kind of builders are not, we're not kind of widely accessible in gaming. So that's what Monetizer brings to the market, this kind of a builder. Oh, I want this, I want Legion, let's build this kind of a campaign. Uh, so that's, that's a ground level, what Monetizer is. And based on that, so if we're going after lead gen campaign, we ask brands to upload their assets, everything that they have for any social or digital campaigns. And from there, how they want to convert. So uh, consumer packaged goods companies that we have, uh, who we work with right now, it's very important for them to capture uh, emails or phone numbers of the users so they can build direct relationships with, with, with the consumers. So the way what we do, we first of all, introduce the brand that brand sponsors the experience inside the game. Uh, gamers open a special window called branded uh, missions and brand sponsors multiple of these missions. So uh, video could be one of them, just pure awareness type of a ad unit. And then second one is, hey, here's a survey. If you answer the, the survey or participate in this interaction, you will get in-game currency plus a special coupon from the brand as a reward. And that's by ending or completing the video or completing the survey, that where the First of all, user opts in into that. We don't push it. User agrees to provide their user information in order to participate and to receive the coupon. And if at the end, user claims the coupon. Uh, that can be as a QR code on the, on, the, on the mobile device or can be sent directly to the email address. And from there, of course, it has to be integrated with a POS system if it's a, uh, if it's a store if it's, or if it's a QR code or a small uh, checkout code, you can apply it during a checkout. So these are a couple of things how brands have worked through Monetizer, uh, with Monetizer campaigns. But we are still adding more new campaigns and we'll see what how other what, what will be other variants. So for example, through Apple Pay or make, make purchase directly in the game, not capture email, but make a purchase right away and go to the store and to redeem the product. So that's what we're working right now as well. Super interesting, super interesting. And you see all kinds of legislative framework, especially in Europe with Digital Markets Act that could enable that in terms of what you're doing. You can also just pop open a, um, a web view right in the app. That is a really interesting tie-in. Now you mentioned that <clears throat> it's opt-in. This is typically done on a rewarded basis, I'm guessing. 
that puts the onus on the game and the game publishers to make sure the reward is interesting enough, good enough in the ter in terms of the game for somebody to be even interested in it, correct? Well, what we, as a gamer myself, like I don't want to ruin game uh, uh, mechanics, right? So what we really care about is the enhancing the gamer's experience inside the game. Of course, easy the easiest way of the placement is do this, receive that, right? That's super easy. But as a gamer myself, we are we have built a, a templated uh, frameworks that allow, based on multiple games and multiple activities, to suggest what will be the best incentive to drive users' uh, behavior. So we, we play around with uh, motivations. So is it that, is it the reward? Is it new level? Can be sponsored, new skin? So these mix of these elements is something that we are gathering uh, data to to give the most accurate information back to the game studios. At the end of it, where win-win-win will happen, where monetizer the third win is that if gamer loves it and experience uh, enhances uh, the experience for the user, so retention increases for the game studio, that's first win. Uh, that can be done if, if we respect user flow, we incentivize, we motivate them. Uh, brands will win if they will deliver the message and consumers will interact with that message and there's the uh, the lead is captured. And Monetize has delivered all this piece to the gamer and gamer says, you know, I constantly uh, do it and I enjoy it and engage it. So engagement rate is consistent. So small note, Monetizer's engagement rate for the last six months was 31%, 31%, super, super high. While we know on Facebook, on socials, you will see zero point, maybe some campaigns are much bigger, but zero point something where that's where we can say consistently, you know, if we do pre-survey, if we tinker to the user, we can get engagement rate even up to 50 or 60% engagement. Imagine like half of the people, you show the message and they love it and they want to do something with that. So that's the, the quality of it. And like if we pre-target, if we respect who the users are, if we respect the data that comes in with the game flow, then we can uh, make sure that game mechanics are not broken. And then it enhances the gamer experience. You mentioned pre-targeting there. So let's hit targeting. That's a core thing, obviously. And we all knew how to target in the old world, right? In the old world, I targeted IDFAs or GAIDs that were associated with games sort of maybe similar to mine or maybe adjacent that looked like they spent money, they did things, they engaged, you know, that looked valuable. What does targeting look like now and for your solution? And for brand, it matters a little less, right? Because brand can be a little broader in a lot of cases, but it still matters. I mean, I have a product that is for men 55 plus. I have a product for women 25 to 36, right? How do I target as a brand? Yes, just, just first of all, monetizer follows all the all the privacy acts and and as a core gdpr is the the most important for us uh, because they have the strict most stricter regu uh, regulations on the data side we don't collect any uh, private user information uh, without user's consent so like always user has uh, agreed and, and uh, allows to pass along their information so what we do track is the the ability of, of interaction what the users did before, uh, what kind of a game data can we gather? Is is this user is this user ID uh, 
did they do something within a game before? Did they made a purchase? Did they played on weekends, on, on, on work days, etc. So based on of that, we we have some game data. So we run uh, machine learning algorithm and predictions uh, on those users. And what we also do, we uh, launch pre-surveys. So mixing all those can start to build a small profile of, of who is the potentially the target audience. And if it's male or female, that's quite easy to, to go after. But it, what it goes more, more complex would be, let's say some of our brands recently asked, requested Hispanic audience. And that's a little bit more difficult to uh, predict. And that's what we need to uh, add additional data layer, how to, how to collect, how to understand from the uh, game events or dynamics or across the network. How can we predict whether or not this audience is more likely to be Hispanic audience as an example. With male, female, it's super easy. So that, that's the base uh, where we use the, the, the logic. Of course, there's uh, uh, location uh, targeting possible that allows just to focus on specific proximity uh, uh, or regions in, in that sense. And of course, devices like Android, iOS, that, that will be super basic ones. Just, just, just to cover on this like, like basic level and then enhanced level with machine learning and, and prediction. That's how we do the targeting or enable uh, much better uh, audience uh, estimation. That makes sense. Talk about measurement a little bit. You mentioned you had super high engagement. What does measurement look like in this world? Uh, because it's not like I'm getting a player from a game inserting them into another game and I can watch them in my own first party data for a week, a month, a day, a year, whatever the cohort lasts for. What does measurement look like in this scenario? Uh, for, from brand perspective, they always want to measure apples to apples and, and see like, what's the, what's the, how can we compare this? So obviously the base measurement that everybody talks about is mode, viewability, impression, opens and that. So this will be the base layer. Of course, on, on monetizer side, since that's these are market uh, uh, benchmarks, we use these uh, measurement systems. But on top of that, what's important for us is to understand what's the time with the brand? What's the engagement with the brand? So if it's if it's uh, if monetizer has multiple touch points, what's the engagement in the beginning? So we show the trigger. Does it drive action? Did, does, did user click on that? So that's first touch point. So think about multiple conversion funnels. So first starts with a trigger, then user opens up monetizer brand admissions, and there's mini game. What's interaction on that? So adding multiple, adding more multiples on that. So that's how we can build a product dynamic. Is it user user more motivated to do something? Did, did the user go through all the uh, branded uh, events in the game or not? Or user stopped at the first one? And what we have behind the scenes is that okay. The trigger did not work. Let's do base uh, uh, customization and automation. Is like, oh, red didn't work. Let's uh, let's launch the blue or green and whatnot, or make make uh, adjustments of the uh, gifs or gifs. Uh, so, so that's where the AI can play us. But right now we're doing it on a manual basis. But that's that some some kind of customization possible and how we look at the the user flow within the system. Does it answer the question? Did I go into the measurement where you wanted? Yes, and I have the jackhammering going on I right hear now, him. so I'm going to go back <laughs> on mute. And <in> <laughs> I'm going to go back on mute in just a second. But talk about money. Uh, where do you get actual revenue? Yeah, so where monetizer gets the uh, revenue is that we sell access to users. 
what's important for the brand is to deliver authentic stories and budgets are coming from brands. So what we do sell, we sell directly to the brand advertisers. Yes, we also have partnership with uh, DSP networks um, and uh, supply side partners as well. But what we do, we sell to the brands directly. We educate what's possible. And what we do is slightly different than typical ad units, which you'll find in-game billboards, videos. Instead, we say, you know what? We have a different approach. And this approach allows brands to authentically just reach full funnel of the marketing. So that's our message to them. And we sell either users. Of course, some brands uh, love performance-based or CPM-based as well, not performance, but these are standard units. We can start with that, but quickly brands realize that it's more effective to reach audience uh, in, in, in cost per user base. So CPU, CP, cost per lead base is also how we mix these models together. So sometimes it starts with, uh, let's let's think about cost per action, where we'll pay per email collected, but then they trans- transition to other models, where and how it's it's more effective for, for these brands specifically. So that's how we make money as monetizers company. And I think... For publishers, it uh, actually helps them to diversify revenue this way further because it's just like ad network where we do the job of selling to the brands, finding the best brands in the world, uh, showing the product uh, uh, metrics to these brands and then getting money into our network. And that's where the possibility for the publishers is to diversify these revenue streams. In addition, we don't want to replace existing uh, rewarded videos or interstitials if they have but just uh, add an additional layer on top of it with with a much better user experience. The jackhammering continues, so I'm going to talk <laughs> as little as possible and go back on mute as quickly as I can. You're doing a massive survey. You want to hit like a, a million people, I think. What are you learning so far? Who are you surveying and what are you learning so far? Um, so there's so much data about gamers. Oh, this and that, so-and-so plays games. We wanted to challenge this and and see whether or not do we have the, do we receive the same data from the market. You've seen tons of tons of studies. Base study was like Gen Z and millennials play the games and so and so, and then average gamers so and so. So we wanted to uh, confirm this data. And recently we uh, we see we've seen that uh, Gen X and and older generation uh, they're actually around forty three percent, like. What? Like, think about Gen Z and millennials. They're like, oh, they played the most amount of game. In fact, no. If I'm a brand, I want to reach older generation. You said male uh, 50 uh, in in games. That's possible. Gaming is not like niche audience. You think of gamer geek who's playing the game in a basement. Oh, that's that's a gamer. That sentiment is still, but educated. Educated people who've uh, have run multiple tests see this uh, as already uh, that gaming is quite diverse audience and you can reach everyone. So now within that, so so that's one 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 thing that we just learned quickly. We surveyed two hundred thousand gamers as of now, and our goal is to survey one million gamers in the United States and just gather information from uh, various influencers who want to know and understand market better. So, in fact, if anyone's listening, please email us at uh, andres at themonetizer.com and uh, we'll definitely consider your question for adding to the surveys. So age and gender was the first one, but then we dig into the, hey, would 
what kind of formats do you like uh, in gaming? Uh, is it is monetizer nice? Do you like rewarded videos? What's the feedback of that? And this this information was recently published on VentureBeat, so definitely look it up. So we, we uh, or go to the monetizers page and you'll see the reference of that material. So happy to share more details about that or talk about it separately. Excellent. I think I've got a small break in this jackhammering that's going Yay. on right now. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to thank you for taking this time. Uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And here it starts up again. I'll go back on. <laughs> thank you so much. Do appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, John.